listening to Ranking Tracks, part of CKCC Radio. And now your host, Jeff Trollowitz. Welcome to the debut episode of Ranking Tracks on CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff and I'll be your host. You may be asking exactly what is Ranking Tracks. Well, I'm going to take a listen to an album from start to finish, and then I will rank the tracks from worst to best on the album. I think it will be a fun debate, because no two people have the exact same listing. Now, before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a classic rock guy. I always have been, probably always will be. My favorite bands are Queen, Aerosmith, Billy Joel, Elton John, you know, the good old-fashioned rock. But not everything on this podcast will be classic rock. I listen to all kinds of music. And because of that, we're going to be discussing all kinds of music, not just classic rock. Nothing is going to be off-limits. However, I'm not a fan of classical music, what I like to call scream music, where you can't understand the lyrics because they're just screamed at you, rah, 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 guar style, and most forms of rap. What you won't hear on this podcast is discussions of greatest hits or live albums. To me, both the cherry-picked music, only the best from the band. That's great, but that doesn't give you a sample of the actual music from the band. I want a good mixture. I want to talk about some of the less popular tracks of an artist. To make sure there's a great diversity of music, I will not be discussing the same artist more than three times in one calendar year. With all the great music out there, that won't be a problem. I can discuss Queen all the time, but I want to vary it up. And speaking of Queen, what better way to start this podcast than my all-time favorite band? And what better album to discuss than 1975's A Night at the Opera? It's hard to believe that only two singles came off this album. I would have thought at least three to four of them, but we're going to talk about what those singles are when we actually get to them in the countdown. Now before I get started, I just want to say that for me, there is no bad songs off this album. There are just certain songs that I prefer. So with that in mind, the second track on the album is called Lazin' on a Sunday Afternoon. And for me, that is the 12th best song on this 12-album track. Now, again, it's not a bad song. It's a bit of a silly song, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with a silly song. And that's one of the things I, I love most about the band Queen is how their all their songs vary they can do silly they can do hard rock they can do great ballads they can do opera and so and we're gonna talk about all of these on this one album alone so number 12 is lazing on a sunday afternoon which was written by freddie mercury it's a short song it's only a minute eight so You know, even if you listen to it, it's not going to be a very long song. For me, the next song on the list is track six. It's called Sweet Lady. It was written by the guitarist Brian May. Again, it's not really a bad song. It's just on the lower end of this album. It's a decent length. This particular song is four minutes. It's actually one of the longer songs on the album. It's actually third longest. I think you know what one of the longer songs are, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. So the 11th best song off A Night at the Opera 
is Sweet Lady. The next song is God Save the Queen, which is an instrumental track. Again, it's a short track. This is what Queen always ends their concerts with. Again, not a bad song. I'm not a big fan of instrumentals, but again, it, I can still appreciate the musical genius it took to create this. The next song in my ranking is called The Prophet Song. Now, this one was a little bit tough for me because I kept going back and forth on where to put it. Again, it's not a bad song. It's just way too repetitive. The song is eight minutes long and pretty much repeats the same phrases over and over again. It changes in uh, style, which I appreciate. I just have never been a big fan of this song. The next song that we're going to talk about is called Good Company. It is the ninth track on the album, written and performed by Brian May. Another thing that I love about Queen is how it's not just about Freddie Mercury. At least one album, or at least one song per album, Brian May will sing, and usually there will also be a Roger Taylor song per album too. So you never know what you're going to get track from track by track as far as who's going to sing it. The one thing you do know is that it's not going to be the bassist John Deacon. He is well known to be painfully shy. Uh, from what I even understand, whenever they show him singing in a video or in concert, he's not actually singing. He's just lip syncing. He is so shy about it that he won't actually sing even to the rest of the band. The seventh song on the countdown is called Seaside Rendezvous. Written and performed by Freddie Mercury. Now, what helps stand this song out is the tone of it. Again, it's a bit of a silly song, but it's got that old-school, like, boardwalk, calypso type. Again, it's not what you would expect on a classic rock album. What do I mean by that? The song actually has a kazoo in it. That's right, a kazoo. Again, when you think classic rock... If you think about the instrument, the kazoo, you're probably a little strange. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But again, this proves the versatility versatility, excuse me, of the band queen. My sixth most favorite song on the album, and speaking of weird, has probably one of the weirdest titles. It was performed and written by Roger Taylor. And the song is called... I'm in love with my car. Again, it's because of the fact that it's not a Freddie Mercury song. It adds to the style of the album. Each song sounds completely different. There's a lot of rock bands where every song has a similar sound to it. Not on this album. There may be two songs that sound similar, but not I'm in love with my car. Now, there's a great scene in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody where they're discussing this. And when Roger pitches the song to the rest of the band, they all look at him like he's crazy. Like, no, really, what's the name of your song that you want to play for us? And he's like, no, really, that's the name. I'm in love with my car. And it's kind of, it, it is a love letter to his automobile. It's got kind of, you know, it's kind of like Grease. He loves his car. So, it's 
again, it's a fun song. At first, I wasn't a fan of the song, but as I've grown up, I've definitely appreciated the song a little bit more now. Now, if I were to put the cutoff of where the good album or the the good songs are and where the great songs are, this would be the point. Because the next song on the countdown is called Death on Two Legs. Now, I thought this was kind of an upbeat song until I actually looked into the history of the song. And it's really not. It's actually dedicated by Freddie to the band's former manager that screwed the band out of some money. And let's just say that he had some less than flattering words for the former manager. Now, I assume that it would be a upbeat song because it is the first track on the album. But uh, upon reviewing, hearing this, I went back and listened to the lyrics and, wow, was I mistaken about it. So yeah, it's kind of, the music is upbeat. Some of the lyrics are a little angry. The next song is called 39. It is written and performed by Brian May. Now, you don't see or hear a lot of time travel songs other than being from Back to the Future. But that's exactly what this song is about. If you listen to it, it's about a civilization that sends people into time to try to save their civilization. It's a sci-fi song about time travel. And in the days of the coronavirus, I can almost understand this song a little bit better now. You know, the civilization is dying because of something, and they send people through time to find a better time for us to survive. So, if you really want to listen to a song about today, you may want to listen to 39. My third favorite song off the album is actually the second single, and it was the first song written by John Deacon. It's called You're My Best Friend. Now, it was written about his girlfriend at the time, Again, it's a very sweet romantic song about how, like the song implies, the best person to be your best friend is the person you're in a relationship with. Again, very sweet ballad. And speaking of ballads, my number two song is on the complete opposite end of the scale. You're My Best Friend is a romantic ballad, and Love of My Life is a tragic ballad about heartbreak this is another song that i wasn't necessarily a huge fan of but when i saw bohemian rhapsody the movie something in that the way that it was portrayed in the movie just brought it to a whole new level for me so my second favorite song off a night at the opera is love of my life which leads the number one song to be one of the greatest songs of all time. I'm, of course, referring to Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, it is easy to have this song get played. It's one of the most popular songs in the world. And, again, it is so different than anything you will find on an album in a classic rock form because it is a rock opera. You know, this... You don't see a lot of rock operas like this. Now, sure, you get Meatloaf and Led Zeppelin has a couple, but they're rare. And this song is just so quotable. There's there's just so much to love about this song. It's quirky. 
It's sad. It's kind of funny. And it's one of those songs where if you don't sing along when it's in a car, there's something wrong with you. If you don't, you know, change the way you, your, the direction your face is going to mirror the different operatic parts of the song, I don't know that we can't be friends. Again, this is one of those songs that I just, it, it's easy to get lost into because it's so different. And it, like I said, it's one of the greatest songs ever recorded. So my number one song off A Night at the Opera is, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody. So that wraps up the first album in Ranking Tracks, 1975's A Night at the Opera, which, yes, is named after the Marx Brothers movie. So what will be the next album? Because I'd like to give a little teaser before each episode ends. Our next album will be the 1980s License to Ill by the Beastie Boys. So join me in two weeks when we fight for our right to party. I want to thank Kevin McLeod for the official theme song to Ranking Tracks. It's called Sax and Rock and Roll. You can find it on Incompetech.com great music for free just make sure you give them some love which is exactly what we're doing thank you for listening to ranking tracks and i will see you in two weeks have a good one everybody